there is such a thing in Canada as, as R&D um, tax credits. So if you team up with other companies or your customers and you develop a process or you develop something that is considered, you know, that falls into that category, the, the R&D category, you get tremendous um, tax breaks on those. And that encourages people to actually, you know, go after novel things and actually keep developing. This is Swarfcast. I'm Noah Graff. On this week's episode, we head to Canada as we continue our season exploring the diverse worlds of machining around the globe. Our guest is Sander Bolin, founder of Allegiant 3D in Montreal, Canada. Allegiant 3D engineers and produces prototypes for OEMs in the photonics industry around the world. Companies making products like lasers, medical instruments, and dental scanners. As a used machinery dealer, I've sold a lot of machines into Canada over the last few years. From my vantage point, the manufacturing business generally seems to be doing quite well up there, north of the border, and I wanted to find out why that is. Looking for a screw machine, rotary transfer machine, or CNC machine? Graf Pinkert's got you covered. When you're buying any used machine, you're taking a risk. So it's important to buy from someone who knows their stuff and who is going to give you straight information about what you're buying. Graf Pinkert is a family-owned firm that's been dedicated to selling great machine tools to the turn parts industry for 75 years. It specializes in the top multi-spindle brands, including Index, Schutte, Gildemeister, Tornos, ZPS, Acme, and Wickman. They also sell a variety of other types of used equipment, such as CNC Swiss, CNC turning centers, and parts washers. Machine tools are complicated. If you're going to buy one, you should go to people who are knowledgeable and committed to the industry. Learn more at www.graffpinkert.com. That's www.graffpinkert.com. I am honored to be with Sander Bolin, founder of Allegiant 3D in Montreal, Canada. Welcome to the show, Sander. Thank you, Noah. I met Sander when we were trying to sell a laser, a Trump 5005 laser meant for a lot of medical work. And Sander was very intrigued by this laser, but... It just wasn't exactly right for his job, but he was nice enough to do the podcast. So today we're going to talk about Canada. It's interesting as a used machinery dealer, you know, we've, we have a lot of customers in Canada, but it just seems like, I don't know, the last six months, last year, Canada is just hot. Like a lot of the places we've actually sold machines to has been Canada. So even though maybe it seems a less, a little less exotic than say South Africa or, or wherever else we've done podcasts for this season, it seems like it's a really important place for us to cover. So first of all, Sander, I want to give people a brief background on your company and you, uh, and then we're going to talk Canada. So first, Tell us a little bit about Allegiant 3D and, and then what's the origin of it? Thank you, Noah. Allegiant 3D, I guess the name says it. 
where uh, we, we started off as an engineering company, actually right behind this wall. This is my kitchen wall here. And we, we figured out that, you know, having in-house machinery is a good idea. And then we also realized that, okay, so now I'm designing and I'm machining as well. And I have to ship and receive, et cetera, et cetera. So that went up to a certain point. We're actually quite successful. So who are you machining for? Who, who are you making parts for? Um, mostly customers in the photonics world, people who manufacture lasers, receivers, um, LIDAR systems, uh, medical mm-hmm. instruments, dental scanners, things like that. So these people are making machines that they're, they're making lasers, basically, la- machines yeah. with lasers for, for various purposes. Well, they're, they're making, you know, they're, they're OEMs. Okay. And so, and they're OEMs that have, you know, a chip or an optical system that needs to be put together and stay there under all sorts of circumstances. Imagine inside a car, for example. So we designed that and then we built stuff for them. The equipment to assemble it, process equipment, uh, tools, fixtures, etc. So you figure out, you engineer the laser and then you create a prototype and then you sell that prototype to them and then they can produce their own laser for their own purposes in-house? Uh, you could say it that way. Yes. Yes. So we, we will help them with their packaging design. That's really the proper word for it. So it's, it's a mechanical means of holding things together, you know, in the optical world. It's called photonics packaging. And, but there are all sorts of assembly processes that, you know, you need to go through. It's not very straightforward very often. Mm-hmm. And uh, that requires a lot of process to them. But we also do the product design. You also do the product design. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. You know, and then the, the best thing that can happen is that we make the prototypes right away and, and we can actually test everything for them. Okay. So just give me a, a specific application. So a medical company would come to you that's doing what? Yeah, for example, um, there's, a, there's a great company here in Montreal called Dental Wings. Uh, it's an interesting name. Dental Wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they make intraoral scanners. So basically, that's the scanner that you see these days at your dentist. I just had that the other day because I'm having a mouthpiece made and they just stuck this wand in my mouth and they made that's, a mold of my yeah, mouth. And then you can, you can see the, uh, the, the mapping on the screen of your, uh, of your teeth. So basically they have um, you know, an, uh, a certain arrangement of cameras in mm-hmm. that look at your tooth from certain angles. And then obviously some very sophisticated software that can take these images and stitch them together and say, well, you know, this is what it looks in 3D. And those cameras, they need you know, very precise alignment. Uh, the optics needs to be very precise. And so there's lighting in there at different wavelengths for different purposes that uh, need to provide the contrast for the teeth. And so all this is, is small and intricate. So, you know, not that I designed the, the, the handpiece, but I, ha- I, I did have quite a bit of to do with the development and how to put this together, together with other companies like uh, XVP uh, Photonics, for example. Uh, so we team up and then we help these customers. Very interesting. And then you have various uh, machining centers and stuff in-house to help you make the prototypes. 
Yep, exactly. Uh, yeah, started off with a, a little bridge port with a CNC add-on, and uh, you know, that thing has paid itself off over. And I bought it used, and it's paid itself off over and over again. And it, it's on its tenth year now. It runs every day, all the time. Well, you seem like the type of person that would treat treat your stuff well. Well, yeah, we, we, you know, we're talking lead screw replacement, controllers and everything, but we keep it going because it's such a handy machine. You know, it's, Yeah. Uh, every shop needs one. Okay. So if you couldn't tell by Sanders' accent, I mean, it's got a little Canadian in it, but he is not originally from Canada. He is from uh, the Netherlands. So... Why don't you give a little bit of background about coming in from the Netherlands and then you started the company in 2005? Uh, as, a, as a consultant, I started in 2005. Okay. And then things got out of control here in the house and then we went and founded A3D or Allegiant 3D and went into the industrial park. And that's, that's a much better setting for a machine shop. <laughs> okay, so you were from the Netherlands. Where in the Netherlands? Uh, I'm from the south. Uh, I would say between Amsterdam and Eindhoven, if, if, if you know Holland a little bit, uh, okay. Amsterdam being the capital and Eindhoven being a, um, a great breeding ground for all sorts of technology. Interesting. Yeah, CD and, uh, um, you know, all sorts of... Uh, uh, I think even a tape cassette was developed there. <laughs> wow. But, you know, now we're talking chip foundries and, and, uh, and whatnot. Very high tech still. Okay. So you grew up in Netherlands and then you studied in Netherlands as well? Because this yep. works too, because we're talking about international stuff. Yeah. And then I actually, I did in my apprenticeship in, at McGill University. That's in Canada. Where is McGill? Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful, right in the mountain. Yeah, it's, it's a fantastic place to be for anyone. Yeah. Yeah, gorgeous. And so that kind of got my first foot into Canada. Why did you go all the way to Canada? Uh, you know, I, I wanted to do something different. And uh, I was, you know, taking that as an opportunity to see what else is out there. Yeah. Why did you choose Canada versus United States? Well, uh, it had to do with the programs that we had. Mm -hmm. And one of the former students actually set up a program at McGill University in the physics department. And so it's, it's just kind of paying it forward or back or whatever. And so then he ended up receiving all these Dutch students and I just happened to be one of them. And, and I think, you know, the stay rate is about whatever, 20, 30%. You know? mm. So of all the students that, that came to visit quite a few states. Right, because they like smart immigrants coming in in Canada and well, allowing them to stay. <laughs> well, I'm assuming you are considering you're playing with lasers and not beyond playing with lasers, but okay. So you came here, you studied at McGill, which brings me a little bit, you know, everybody's talking about education and everywhere and colleges are free in, in Canada still, right? Um, yeah, they cost some tuition, but yeah, generally they're free. Yeah. They're free. Public education. Yes. And, and universities are not expensive. They're not expensive. What's not expensive. Do you know, you have any idea? Jeez, I've got two kids in university. I should know. 
I don't know, tuition, probably $2,500 a year or something like that. Wow. At, at like a really good school. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And anywhere in the country, or do you have to be in your own state? No. Well, you need to get you need to qualify for the university. So they're not going to let you in like that, of course. And so there's yeah, right. No, I'm saying, but like, do you have to be if you're in Alberta? Do you have to go to the University of Alberta, or no, can you go anywhere in the? No. Yeah, I, we get a lot of people from the U.S. Or we used to. Uh, <laughs> Uh, maybe this coming see, uh, this coming school year might be different with the uh, travel restrictions, but a lot of people from the U.S. come to study in Montreal. I wonder if it's less expensive for us to do that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And plus, plus, there are some good universities here. What about trade schools? Do you know of many trade schools in? Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. There is. Uh, we, we moved out about eight miles from here. And in that town, there is a, a great machining trade school that we haven't even taken advantage of. And, you know, we're, we're looking to hire anyone in the Troy area. Let us know. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So for the people, I mean, most people listening to this podcast, I'm pretty sure pretty, pretty sophisticated on their geography. But in case anybody isn't, Montreal is the French part of Canada and how far is that from Toronto? Because Canada seems like it's just a huge place. Yeah, it's a, it's a five-hour drive, and it's a boring one, too. Okay, five <laughs> Lots hours. Lots of trees, LACs trees, <laughs> the whole way. And do you feel like, like it's a quasi-other country? Um, I know here, people try to make it out like they say, oh, the people over there, they just speak French, and they don't want to speak English. Or, well, what's it like? You uh, have French on your answering machine, don't you? On your voicemail? Yeah, I, that was uh, probably a, a, a poor attempt, attempt on my part, but I, I do speak it. Um, so it's never given me issues. Generally, when, when I speak to a Quebec person or a French Canadian, I mean, rather, um, and, and you know, they'll, they'll hear right away, oh, well, geez, he's English. Let me just switch. And they, they will switch off perfectly. It's not an issue at all. But like the default, if you're walking down the street in Montreal, people are going to speak to you in French and all the signs are going to be in French? Yeah, the signs have changed in French and generally people will speak French. Yeah. yeah. It depends where you are in Montreal, but yes. Interesting. So your area of Canada is known a lot for aerospace? Correct. Okay. Whereas Toronto, that's, that's high, heavy automotive, correct? Yeah. Toronto uh, region and, you know, towards, I would say Detroit there. Uh, that's, that's very much an automotive. Yes. Okay. And so like what companies would you guys supply to in Montreal? Are you, are you exporting a lot or are you? I, that's the interesting part. I, most of my customers are from the U S Okay. So <laughs> I have a very, uh, I have a few here and they're, yeah, they're, they're in, in photonics. What about, what about all the aerospace companies or the aerospace suppliers in, in Quebec? So Quebec is a state, correct? It's, it's a province. Yes. It's a province. And so uh, you will find when it comes to machining, right? That's what we're talking about. You will find a company uh, like a, a Arud DevTech that will fabricate entire landing gear 
you know, they'll, they'll, they'll build the whole thing, they'll machine it and everything for whatever plane you, you need. And then you have my friends uh, not too far from me who are in a very small shop and, you know, uh, they'll make, uh, you know, all sorts of parts for, for aircraft. So, you know, they, they go from extremely large companies to, you know, very small shops. They're all qualified suppliers. Right? Okay. Starting a shop is one thing, but being a qualified supplier in aerospace is uh, it's a different ballgame. Is it easy... Do you think it's relatively easy to start a shop in Canada versus somewhere else in the world? Well, I, I equate it to, you know, almost like buying a motorcycle. It's easy to buy a motorcycle, but you also need your helmet, your boots, and, you know, your clothing and, oh yeah, license and whatnot. So that machine is e very easy in Canada, actually. I don't know what it's like in the U.S., but um, that's the easy part. Uh, you know, renting a building, sure. Uh, there's not mm -hmm. much to it. Getting capital, um, borrowing money. Yeah. The, the people I deal with uh, make it extremely easy for me. And that's actually how I was, you know, how I, I had the courage to buy my first real CNC machine, not, not the, you know, the, the small machine with the add-on. Do you think you would have started the same kind of company had you been in Netherlands or you, you couldn't really answer that because you don't know that much I, about I, it? You know, why not? Friends of mine have done it and they run great shops over there. Right, you should recommend one for, for me to talk to. I need an interview the next week. Oh, sure. I could do that. Yeah, yeah. That'd be fantastic. So is the government... In Canada, now we're going to get a little political, but would you say that the way things are set up and this government in particular, are they pretty good for business and for the machining industry? They're good for my business. And, and you know, I keep saying we're an engineering company, but then, you know, we have a whole bunch of CNCs now. Oh, yeah, we need a CMM. And so we're, we're kind of becoming a machine shop. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and nothing wrong with that. You know, there, there is such a thing in Canada as, as R&D um, tax credits. Um, so if you team up with other companies or your customers and you develop a process or you develop something for them um, that is considered, you know, that falls into that category, the, the R&D category, um, you get tremendous um, tax breaks on mm -hmm. those. And that encourages people to actually, you know, go after novel things and, 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 and actually keep developing because it gets rewarded, right? And it's, it's a great way to stimulate any kind of company to, uh, to stay ahead. Well, you have customers, a lot of customers in the United States. So I'm sure you, you know, you talk to them about what it's like to have a company in the United States. What, what do you think is a difference between having a company in Canada and the United States? Just, I mean, at a glance from, from where you come from. Well, fundamentally, it's not that much different. We have looked at it early on when we just started Allegiant 3D and it was a little too early. And we're still looking at it. It's just a matter of finding the opportunity. I think as a business owner, uh, you need that one opportunity that's, that's going to keep the lights on. That's going to be your stepping stone. And then, you know, that takes the risk away and then you can go ahead first and then you can build your company on that incrementally. Or mm -hmm. if you can get funding, then it's even easier. But, you know, not many people who run shops work that way. Do you consider uh, Canada a 
socialistic philosophy in the way in the government and the way they in the way the people think yeah i would say so they're they're um especially quebec uh, hmm. traditionally has been very socialistic uh you know they, they would have things like uh, you know seven dollars a day daycare where it started i don't know where it is now it might be twelve dollars canadian so it's still seven dollars <laughs> wow uh not quite but um why because that encourages the workforce to get to work and you know it's also helps kids play with other kids and stuff like that so those kind of things uh, you know the, the medicare system um you know uh, free for everyone and so you don't have to provide health care as one of your benefits for your employees no we don't um that was a bigger difference when we looked at at, at, at starting a company in the u.s that's that's one of the bigger ones where you you know if you really want to employ people you're gonna to have to provide health care we were kind of taken back by it um we do have uh in canada uh, supplementary medical programs in, in in our company you know so uh, you get free dental if you have a stiff neck and get yourself a massage etc etc all these things so we've just recently implemented it so as your company grows you kind of have to you know, make it nicer to, to, to work at a company with some benefits. Right. Well, is that sort of an expected thing to get that stuff? Um, not at small companies, larger companies. It is. Yes. Do you think the taxes are a lot higher? Oh, I know they're higher. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, yeah. So for somebody making, um, I don't know, 50,000 loonies a year, or 75, how much of their income is taxed? Like 50%? Uh, after a certain bracket, yes. You'll, you'll be taxed 50, 55%. Yes. I, I don't know the exact, exact numbers, but yeah. And people, that's just what they know. So they don't gripe about it like they do here. Well, okay. But then, you know, what are you going to do with your money, right? Um, if, you, if you take that and invest it in um, a... A pension fund, then that gets subtracted from your uh, yes, yeah, a tax benefit. So, you know, you save on paying your taxes and you invest in your future. So there are ways out of that. Listeners, do you have an idea for a future episode of Swarfcast, or is your company interested in advertising on the Swarfcast podcast? If so, please send us an email at swarfcastpodcast at gmail.com. That's swarfcast podcast at gmail.com. Before COVID, a lot of people in the United States were saying like, this is a great time. They think the next few years of manufacturing are going to be like the time to be in it. They're just seeing a lot of growth. So where do you see Canada? Do you, do you see a similar thing? Oh, absolutely. I think it has to do with a number of things where, you know, I mean, ma manufacturing is being pulled back into North America and we are definitely noticing it. Our Canadian dollar is low, which is, you know, good for some things and mm -hmm. not good for uh, other things. So what uh, a Canadian dollar right now is what, 75 cents to the dollar? I think it's less than that. It's a dollar forty, so whatever the reciprocal value of that is, yeah, it's it's uh, and it's pretty stable that way. So there's a, you know, it, it is a bit cheaper to manufacture things here. 
for sure. Wages are also uh, a bit lower than, uh, than I would imagine in, uh, in other provinces or in the U.S., but you think it's going to blow up or keep growing once once the COVID thing is over? You think? Yeah, look, I mean, right now, especially aerospace around our area, we, we are starting to notice that aerospace is taking a hit. And, uh, you know, Allegiant 3D is extremely busy right now. And, and you know, uh, in, in a way, it's our luck. Uh, we, we have other shops helping us out now. So, we, you know, we're a pretty tight community, so we can call each other up and say, please take my overflow because it's, uh, you know, I can't handle it. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's really been helping out us out the last couple of months. We'll have to wait and see uh, how, how that's going to go. It seems like you have a great niche with the photonics. I mean, yeah, yeah. Thanks. I uh, it looks that way. Yeah, it's looking that way, and it's it's one of those. If you build them, they will come. Uh, and that's how I contacted you in the first place. Where you know, okay, so now we need to do this really sophisticated welding job. I can't really find anybody who can do this for me uh, in high volume or cheaply. So now, what are we going to do? You know, we're going to look for equipment. Yeah. Buy it, and, and then we'll get to work, right? It's 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 also partially in your hands, right? It's there's there's you know well, pandemics and politics aside, you, you make the right moves, and then you can you know you can attract and earn all that work. Nice. What's the biggest challenge you're dealing with right now? Finding the right laser welder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's affordable. I found the right one. <laughs> I, saw the, I saw the same one over in Asia, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. nice machine. We're thinking about it. <laughs> um, biggest challenge, I think. So, this is a, we're a very young company. And as you grow and as you are attracting bigger customers, it's, 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 you've got to say no to your smaller ones sometimes because you just can't deliver. The other one is now you're, you know, you're, you're playing at a different level. Um, you must produce consistently the right parts all the time. Getting one part out good, you know, it's, it's easy. It doesn't make you much money, but it's easy. Making a whole bunch of parts good is much harder. And mm-hmm. I think that's where our current challenge as a growing company lies, is to make sure that our quality control uh, is exactly what it should be. You know, the first part, the last part that comes out of the machine, they have to be identical. Mm. That's our biggest challenge right now. We'll overcome it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's a good problem to have if you, if you are turning away some people. It's the whole 80-20 thing, I guess, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. What's one of the most interesting things you've learned in the last week? It doesn't have to be about machining. Well, I, I think it has to do with working hard and I think, and the flip side of that. And there, there's only so much work you're going to get out of a human being, right? And what I'm trying to say is, so it, it's, it's the value or the productivity of a certain person. So if, if you go from 40 hours to 45 hours, you get a little more productivity out of a person. Maybe. You know, you keep pushing that and then there's a diminishing return where people start burning out, they get sick and everything. And you're back to 40 hours again. At the end of the year, you've produced a year's worth of work. So what are you going to do, right? Are you going to 
keep pushing. Sometimes you need to push hard you know, a couple hours extra. It's fine. But chronically pushing hard is not a good idea. Interesting. That's the answer. It's a good answer. It's a good answer. It, was there anything this week that, uh, that made you come up with that? Or it's just something that kind of came to you that's accumulated over... Yeah, I mean, look, the pandemic has been, you know, extremely hard on us. Uh, you know, we had to run skeleton staff and I invoked the Child Labor Act and brought all my kids to work because we didn't have to do any social distancing. So uh, my daughter here, uh, she was 12 at the time. She was running machines and doing inspection and, you know. Uh, wow. Yeah, well, we, we had orders. We have to keep going. I might get arrested for child labor now. Well, it, oh, yeah. I didn't pay her, so maybe it's slavery. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd, you'd like to say to the world? Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's try and keep calm the next, uh, the next months, years, maybe. You know, we, we all need to take it easy, make sure that we come out of the other side of this pandemic uh, in, in, in good shape. Great. Thanks so much, Sander. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, great podcast. Thank you so much. From today's machining world, this is a Swarfcast production. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the show and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and todaysmachiningworld.com to see extended video interviews and join our mailing list. I'm Noah Graff. My occasional co-host is Lloyd Graff. Our audio engineer is Bill Steffi. Our managing editor is Ridgely Dunn. For information on advertising or to submit an idea for a future podcast, follow the contact information on todaysmachiningworld.com.